welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, you're here with uh, me, Josh Hartley, and my co-host, Ben Porter. Hello. How are we doing, Ben? Doing good, doing good. Good, good. I, uh, I'll i be frank, I am shattered at the moment. It, is, it has been a long day. Yeah, it's uh, been an intense week, I think. Yeah. You know, you know when you're tired, when you, you accidentally start writing a letter addressed to a Mr. Leonard Cohen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... And last I checked, he was dead. So I can't. I I, I can't. Uh, quite can't. quite quite a while. I think. Like a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's been one of those days. Yeah. But, um, what we what have we got lined up this week? What are we going to talk about? So we had a little sojourn through to Sterling mm-hmm. to Common Ground Games, where we played one of our age of sigmar mega battles that's that's something yeah that we, we like to do every now and then just get all the toys on the table and have them all <laughs> beat the crap out of each other it's very it's very long it's very satisfying uh it's yeah great day great yeah. day uh so we'll talk about that i think our main feature uh that we're going to talk about this uh weekend the, the second of the half hour uh, parts will be uh, campaigns, mm-hmm. uh, uh, particularly Warhammer campaigns, because it's how we first met. It is. Uh, so we'll probably do a little bit of reminiscing and uh, talk about a new one that we're going to be starting. But uh, I suppose for, first of all, uh, just following on from, actually before before we completely forget again for yep. the third time, let's talk about uh, tyrants. <coughs> um, Tyrants of the Underdark, which, to use its full name. Yes, which uh, our friend Barry lent to us with the specific instruction of play this and talk about it on your podcast. And, and we played it ages ago and we keep forgetting to actually talk I about think we've it. we've actually recorded two episodes since. since we played it, which is horrendous. So humble apologies, Barry, if you are listening. But we are talking about it now, yes. so that's all right. Yes. So uh, uh, what's, what do you think is the best way of describing Tyrants? Tyrants of the Underdark is a worker placement deck building hybrid game, mm. I would say, is the best way to describe it. I mean, to, to, no, what, I think that yeah. I think that's probably yeah. um, the so so the board is basically a map of the um, the Underdark, yeah, like the the underworld in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, and you each play a faction of drow. Yeah, um, the drow the drow being the the main civilization of mm-hmm. the Underdark, yeah. the, the Dark Hills of yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons universe. So. Um, so you control each of these factions and you'll start in one of uh, many starting locations. There's loads of different cities dotted about on this map. Um, and what you'll do is you will spend your turn drawing from your deck. Now your deck are all your minions that are following you. So yep. you start with very basic ones. It's nobles and uh, guards. Um, guards give you military power. Nobles give you influence to hire more minions. Yep. Um and then you've got the marketplace uh, on the board as well, which are the swords for hire that are available. So you basically play through the game, building up your following of minions. Um, That's the deck building yeah, element. Yeah, so you've got this deck full of uh, different creatures that follow you. And obviously the more uh, the more you buy, the more powerful the creatures they're going to be. But the bigger your deck is going to be, so the less predictable uh, the... 
less easy it is to control. There's got to be a better way of saying that, but you know what I mean. The it, your deck starts to become cumbersome, so there's a bit of a balancing act. Yeah, but there's things you can do to remove cards yes. from your deck, um, uh-huh. which, which obviously you want to do because there's certain cards you want to be uh, drawing, and then that you reach a certain point in the game where those starting cards are almost dead weight. Yeah, so you start to want to get rid of yeah. them. But you score points for having uh, for removing cards from your deck, and the better cards that you remove score more points. So there's they, a they real go delicate to your inner circle. Yes, it's called there's a real delicate balancing act there, which is basically bank. Yes, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they don't do anything. Yeah. they don't get shuffled back in. Yeah. They're done. Yes, yeah. just scoring points for you at the end of the game. It's. So I th- I think it's fair to say we when we tried it at first we found it quite frustrating initially. It is worth quickly saying because you mentioned factions they have absolutely no bearing in the game. Now that's true. The, yeah. The fa- it's not like um, some other games where you get a special rule or something like that. Mm-hmm. It is purely to differentiate between players. That's that is it. And I think that was one of our criticisms as well because uh, the 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 pieces are different shields. But they're very similarly shaped, and they're all very similar colours either. Yeah. So which isn't too bad if you're playing in broad daylight. But we were playing at night, so you know, in low lighting, <laughs> I would because you were you were playing black and Charlotte was playing the darkest blue you will ever see. So like differentiating on the board between you and I mean, Charlotte yeah, they, was they, really they did difficult. have slightly different silhouettes, but. When you're uh, just glancing slightly, though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these were not big pieces either. No. These are these are like your fingernail size. So yeah, um, so that was tricky. The how was the rule book? Um, yeah, I was tearing my hair out with that <laughs> because there was no index. Yes, and I, we talked about this recently. <laughs> it, it seems to be a, a thing, and it's game designers. If you're listening. Put an index in your rule book. Just do it. I don't it, care. It makes everything easier. I don't care if your rules are four pages long. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, just put just, an index just, in. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it so, done. So so that was frustrating as well. And I think that because of the rule book being a bit difficult to interpret, we had to we had to go on Board Game Geek basically to get rules uh, like and it wasn't Rules just lawyer. us because yeah. there was forum. It was posts. a forum on yeah. like what the spies do in this game. And yeah, because it, that, the, the book doesn't make it clear what they actually. Because you can play spies, which are a slightly different figure. Really nice looking figure actually, like a cloak and dagger. Yeah, considering it's type. just a, a, a dinky little thing. It's... Yeah, uh, and you can place them anywhere on the board, like in you, you know your opponent's cities, and that's great. Doesn't tell you what you can do with them. Like doesn't doesn't tell you what on earth you like why why you would want to do that and in in a, in a lot of ways that that is definitely a failure on the designer's part yeah. because they've not explained the rules effectively that the the fact that most of the people that play it have had to go on to this forum mm. to to find out how they're used so I think we because did we play did we play one or two games played three. One? Well, we played three in total, but like, did we did we play two games in the first sitting, or was it just the one game and we kind of like said, "Ah, let's." I'm trying to remember if it if if we played two games that first night. Um, I think we played. I think we played one, yeah, and then we left it, and then 
you'd done a little bit of research. Yes. And then uh, you came back over and... Because, because when we initially played it, I pretty much all of us, were like, that felt like a slog. And even you, who won it, um, you didn't feel that you had any great desire to play it again, which quite surprised me when you came in. Uh, yeah, I, w- w- what I think what happened was I, I slept on it and then I kind of thought, like, cause the question of what, what... The question of what the spies actually do bothered me, so that's what motivated me to look at, like, actually look at what what is the point in this? And that actually does change the game yeah. quite, signif- quite significantly because it means you can... What, what spies allow you to do is things that you would ordinarily only be able to if you were adjacent to that square. So it means you can plant a spy in a city right on the other side of the board, right in your opponent's territory, and for a start, remove total control of that city. Mm-hmm. And they, they, it's very difficult to get rid of spies but the, as well. The the whole spy thing's very unfitting with the culture of the Underdark mm-hmm. because the... The, the drow, the dwergar, all, all of the, the sort of sentient peoples of the Underdark are all pretty nasty. I mean, so yeah, I, I, I think if I spent my whole life in a cave, I'd probably yeah. be a bit of a dick. Yeah, it's, it's going yeah. it's to it's go gonna, your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's going to mess you <laughs> up a bit. But the, um, in, in all of the, the Dungeons & Dragons backstory, it's all full of stuff about all the nasty things drow do to each other, and it's mm. all espionage and assassination, so... Yeah, it makes sense that that spies should be a big part of the game yeah. and not just a little add-on there. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. So, I think when we played it the fo- like the following day uh, a couple of times and we were using the rules properly, meant the game was a little bit more interesting. I think you you still found the game a bit frustrating. Uh, am I right in saying that? I I, I felt a bit better about it, but. Um, it was really once we, um, we ironed out all of the inconsistencies yeah. with the spies. That's when the game really, because uh, that last game we played, genuinely you could not tell who was going to win up until the final. Yeah, whereas story. some of the some of the other ones, it was pretty obvious. You, you won the first game, then you won one. I won the second game, then. Um, you won the, the third one. But the third one but was you won it down by, to the wire. I think it was by a couple of points, yeah. whereas the other ones were... Um, I, I, I quite upset Charlotte as well. I, feel, I felt bad afterwards, but like I, did, yeah. I did an utter dick move. So. But it, it, it is a game of dick moves. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's the <laughs> Underdark. It's it's like we were saying, it's it's all within the, the flavour of the game. The, yeah. the the drow culture is nasty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, overall, I, 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 I did enjoy it. I think, um, I think the more thought definitely could have gone into the rule book and maybe some of the presentation of yeah. the game. Because while the pieces do look good, having black and dark blue as two of your colours is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, there's some quite simple things they yeah. seem to have overlooked. It, it does have to be seen. It's deck building games. There's a lot of different cards in it. Yes. The artwork is phenomenal. That is true. Yeah. And the board does look good as well. In that respect, even just looking at all the different cards, Mm. I think that was actually the thing I most enjoyed about it, was just collecting all of these different... uh, The look and feel of the game. But, but like, creating this little... 
menagerie of horrors to unleash upon we, yeah, the, we, the dark. We only played with two of the decks. We played with the Drow deck and the Dragon deck, but yeah. there's loads of others like demons and uh-huh. um, other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember any of the Out, other ones. Outcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting to uh, to pick it up with some of the different decks. Uh, we'll probably I, do it in the future at some point. Yeah, I, I would definitely play it again. Yeah, like, I I did enjoy playing it, and I think it, once you are able to establish how all the rules work, it's an enjoyable game mm. to play, regardless of whether you're winning or losing. If you don't have all of those rules well established mm. and I dare say there's a lot of people that have played it that have not used all of the rules because they're so badly explained yeah. and have been put off it exactly which so. is a shame exactly so it, it is it, it's, it, it, I mean we joke about it that it's a major bugbear of ours but it is, it should be because yeah. it's an easy thing to get right Well, it, but you, you take as well like board games are now more popular than they've ever been, so you would think that you would think that new designers mm. would be more attentive to things like that. You'd think it would be more polished, but it's like we were saying. Actually, if you look back at games that came out about ten years ago, the rule books are more concise yes. and well set out. Whereas nowadays, it's like they design this game. Oh shit, we've got the rule book, and then they quickly throw it together. Aye, and then forget basic things like. Those two colours are very similar. Or, oh yeah, we should have made those keywords. And we should have put an index in. <laughs> so. Uh, but that, that was Tyrants uh, of the Underdark. Yeah. That was, it, was, it was fun. So thanks again, Barry, for lending us that game. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll get it back to you at some point. Yeah. We'll <laughs> probably play it. Go, Faults aside, thumbs up yeah. for Tyrants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Drow, uh, I'll just speak briefly about my Pathfinder campaign that's ongoing. I got to beat up a Drow. So, Did you? Yes. Um, we were. Uh, he, probably, he probably deserved it. Because he was. He, no, he did. He, he was. He was. Now this is going to really upset you, Ben. Okay. Um, we were liberating a dwarf mine uh-huh. that had been overtaken by uh, troglodytes that were led by this creepy drow cleric. Disgusting. And he, he was raising dwarfs from the dead. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, sacrilegious. But it's all right. Picture, I mean, to, to summarise how it all went down, picture, um, picture the Cuban Revolution, but with more beards. And there was a lot of beards in the Cuban Revolution. I was just about to say, yeah. <laughs> But, oh, so, okay. so we liberated the dwarfs, we freed them. Uh, they fought the main forces as we were fighting this um, really nasty cleric. Yeah, like, he was he was difficult, but he actually downed me for a period. But the other part managed to get. I'm, I'm by the way I, in this campaign. I'm the uh, just to remind everyone, I'm a fighter, so I'm like one of the main damage dealers yeah, the for front, the party. One of the front line guys. So. Yeah. But they got me back up, and I managed to hit a couple of big hits on him. Nice. And killed his creepy, weird ass. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. If if it's a drow, usually doing something creepy. Aye, I never do good things. It's like you're you're allowed to be racist in in, <laughs> in these universes, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's true. No. 
That's like, right. that's I'm just the, picturing dwarf you go just go, look, I'm just saying stereotypes of stereotypes <laughs> for a reason. Like, I'm not racist, I'm but I'm not racist, but then drown. D and D. acceptable to be racism then. Yeah. But nowhere else. But there's a lot of stuff it, it's worth saying that you're you're allowed to do in D and D that would not be acceptable. In real life. Oh, God. Have you ever heard of... Um, we're going to get the guy who um, GM's uh, My Pathfinder campaign, Tom. Uh, he, he He's agreed to come on the show at some point. So he will be able to tell you the specific name of this book. Because yeah. Tom's been doing uh, like um, RPGs for quite a while. Now. Uh, a, a bunch of different systems. Yeah, but, but I think it's Pathfinder. Pathfinder's his main yeah. one at the moment. But like, yeah, he's, he's tried a load of different systems. But way back when, there was... Um, the the way I want to describe it is a blue expansion for Dungeons and Dragons, and he's, right. So obviously, well, listeners, like blue, li- blue like sexual. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I was just gonna say, listeners, you can't see the face Ben just pulled, but it was not. <laughs> it was it was of disgust. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, imagine the creepy stuff Drow will be doing in that. But it's like roll on the bondage table and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I I, I, I I think I've scrubbed it from my memory. I know, because, like, right. Tom was telling like this. And by the way, Tom, uh, Tom was telling this in a I can't believe they actually did this sort of way. Not, not that he's ever actually used this. It, it sounds gross, but the morbidly curious part of me wants to get a hold of this book. So well, we really? can, no, like, just so we can read some of it out. But that's the first step, Ben. <laughs> that's, this is, this that's is how the, it starts. That's the start of the spiral. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, I wonder how many copies of that expansion they sold. Well, it's only going to be second hand, and really, do you want a second hand copy of that? <laughs> you just know someone somewhere has. No, has had... don't finish that thought. Yeah. Don't finish that thought. <laughs> 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 oh my head! Um, where were we? Right, that was, so that, that's what's been going on in my Pathfinder campaign. How's how's the D and D campaign going? Yeah, how do you carry on after that? Uh, we we it, like <laughs> we we ignore it and we move on. We're British. Sweep that's what we do. Sweet under the rug. Keep calm and carry on. Yes, he is the the now beaten to death phrase. Mean. Yeah, so um, we were investing. What are you laughing at? No, 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 it's something completely unrelated. So honestly, right, okay. honestly, it's. I'll tell you later. Right. <laughs> that makes it sound like I can't say it on the podcast. It's not like horror. It's not horrendous. It's, it's just, just not relevant. It's just. It's not related to anything. Do, do you know that way when you just remember something? Yeah, and, and you're, you're like standing yeah. at the bus stop, smiling <laughs> like a lunatic and, to yourself. Yeah, yeah. and you don't realise that you're actually smirking, and then people are looking at you weird. Yeah, that never happens to me. No, no nor me. No, nor me. No. Um, Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, re- real life's gotten in a way of a couple of sessions, but um. We, we all met up again last night and I, th- I think I said to you before that rather than having like an overarching plot 
it's um, um, Charles is doing a sort of episodic mm-hmm. thing here. Um, so because we had to adjourn our last session, we finished that up. So we were <clears throat> we were all fighting in the rafters mm-hmm. of this theatre. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, you saying. Where this uh, night hag was um, was trying to use the action mm-hmm. that was going on in a play to complete some ritual that she was doing. Yeah. Um, so after she um, knocked the hell out of half the party and we'd put a load of arrows in her, just as she's down to her last bit of health, mm-hmm. I missed my shot and she disappeared. So that was gutting, um, but she, like, she, like super tanky this character, mm. because she's Faye. I don't know if all Faye do this, but this is what the Hag does. But she, um, she halves all uh, regular damage. Yeah, you have to do try and do magical damage. Yeah, which which I could do because I was a ranger with the Hunter's Mark. Mm-hmm. Oh right, ah, oh, so that works. So the the way that the Hunter's Mark. Uh, works is it's a bonus action to cast so mm-hmm. you can just do that and then do your regular attack which is great mm-hmm. um, anytime you hit a character mm-hmm. on top of whatever damage the attack normally does it does d6 magical there we are All right. so it's it's not a vast amount but when you're ticking that over on or every turn it's significant well I, I, can't, I can't remember who told me but you know, the, you, you get some characters where if they land a shot, they do absolutely tons of damage. But actually, there's something to be said about just whittling enemies down and just... And that's what rangers are typically good at. at the, low, the damage over time. Yeah, approach, yeah, well, particularly at lower levels as well. When you yeah. get to higher levels, rangers can be bloody absurd yeah. with the damage they can put out. But uh, at lower levels, just like, you know, four damage there, five damage there, and yeah. then... It just whittles them down a bit for your close combat guys to yeah. get in and finish them off. Well, I my because I'm a dual wielding ranger, mm. I've actually got the highest strength in the party. Aye. So the great thing is that I can engage with the longbow, and then when I get close enough, the, the axes come out. Yes. It's just a whirlwind of death. And beard. Yes. Death and beard. <laughs> death yeah. and beard. Um, so that was the conclusion of that particular adventure Mm -hmm. and then um, we go back to headquarters and a smelly dwarf comes in the door um, because he's a tanner of course Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of poo and wee involved in tanning tanning, or there was historically, I don't don't know about now. I wonder what like do you ever wonder like how they figured out the process yeah i've just killed this animal right i've eaten the what i need to eat what do i do with its skin poo and wee <laughs> oh actually this makes leather yeah. <laughs> how did they figure that out i don't think we want to nah. <laughs> open that 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 box yeah that box of poo and wee yeah but yeah so very smelly dwarf <laughs> Um, he, I'm a conspiracy theorist because 
most smelly people are. Aye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he he's basically um he thinks that the guild are out to get him. Mm-hmm. So um he said that uh, every night folk are coming at his shop and knocking, knocking all his stuff the, over. Yeah. So we take the job and next logical step is stake the place out mm-hmm. so we go there at night we're having a look around and we're so preoccupied looking at all the stuff that um, the the padlock comes undone the doors open and then three tall figures and three and two uh, dwarven mm. looking figures in hooded cloaks come into the warehouse uh, one takes the hood down it's a bugbear mm-hmm and so my character, uh, who ha- is terrible at persuasion and charisma, yeah, uh, turns to him and goes, "What are you doing here?" And then the bugbear goes, "What are you doing here?" And then my character goes, uh, "Night's watch." And then the bugbear turns to the dwergar. Mm. It's one of the two hooded yeah. figures. And the dwergar's like, "Well, don't just stand there. Kill them." Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's worth saying that um. There are no neuroscientists among the bugbears. No, they're, they're not the brightest. They, they, they're always sort of waiting for orders mm-hmm. rather than figuring things out for themselves. Hit like a ton of bricks, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, we fought them in Pathfinder not so long ago, and they are quite nasty. So, yeah. yeah. So, and then we had to wrap it up there okay. like, just as we were engaging them. So Excellent, excellent. Uh, no good stuff. Keep us uh, keep us up to date with that. I think the only other thing to cover off uh, before we move on to our main topic uh, was I was in the Magic the Gathering pre-release. Excellent, uh, excellent. Pirates and dinosaurs and vampires and merfolk. Yay! It's like uh, what what does everyone like? Yeah. Let's put them all <laughs> in an expansion. So uh, I, I show up with Calamus on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. Um, crack open our packs and build our decks I end up building a black red aggressive uh, pirate themed deck um, so it topped out at about the um, most expensive thing I was casting was 5 mana okay. which isn't isn't exactly cheap but normally your sealed decks are going up to 6 or maybe if you've got a particular like a very strong card 7 or something like that uh, but it was very low curve, like one one and two drop spells. So the aim of the game was to try and kill people before they could do anything. Um, sort of mob them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I went two and two, which is fine. Okay. I'm all right with that, but um, I, I feel like... Uh, I don't feel like any of the games that I lost were just like completely unwinnable. Yeah. Um, well, I, I heard because I was talking to Callum about this, mm. and, you know, because uh, Callum and Craig they were all talking about it, and they were of the opinion that where most expansions do a thing mm-hmm. with Ixalan, it doesn't feel as though you can construct something purely from the existing cards to form a cohesive yeah strategy I, I will i'll have to draft it because that's a lot easier to do in draft than in 
sealed sealed you just open whatever you're given so it's, it, like, it's like we, dra- drafting yeah. obviously you're picking and you're building your deck as you're going yeah. along so. well it's we we were saying um that i i feel as someone that doesn't play magic looking on um Exelan has been a huge success for them as far as marketing goes and that and that's the thing is that when you've got a game as well established as magic um Making stuff for existing players is kind of irrelevant. You you, yeah. you really want something that's going to bring the new blood in. So I think that's why this expansion is so over the top because it's like, how do we? How do how do we get? Yeah, <laughs> and it should be worth noting. Magic has been going through a period of big like big growth. Uh, since I've been into it, uh, I apart from when I was like twelve, I had the I had a starter kit which yeah. had um, an instruction video on how to play the game on VHS. I was just about that's, to say, that must have been massive. That's how old it was. Yeah, still weighed a ton. It was uh, it was awesome though, yeah. um, and I loved the old art on those cards as well. They were yeah. great. But um, yeah, it, and it, I think this is something. Um, I think a lot of people, like communities uh, within gaming, are into this uh, a bit like this. Uh, but they get blinkered to the, the the established players get blinkered as to what goals the company might have, and certainly people will complain. Oh well, they didn't do this for this deck. They didn't do yeah. this for this deck. Well, you know what? Actually, their main thing is getting new people into and that, it. And that's the thing is that the 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 elite within mm. any gaming community, because you get this problem in video gaming as well. Yeah, they forget that they're not making a game for them. They the elite within yeah. the community make up a tiny percentage of their sales. And that's true of all. Yeah. particularly Magic the Gathering yeah. um, there's some, it's a ridiculous figure something like 5 million players worldwide Yeah, um, it's probably more by now actually I, uh, but you know only a small fraction of that 5 million will go to regular events exactly so, you know why obviously you need to do something for them but why yeah, your, why your, waste your business plan's money? not built around yeah, them exactly yeah. But overall, I, I enjoyed the day. Um, the cards, I, I love the theme. I love the theme of well, it. That's but... what I was going to say. The Ixalan is the first expansion that's made me think, oh, maybe I'll give it a go. All right. So I think that alone is testament Something. to success. Yeah. That someone that was all, nope, nope, nope not nope. playing it. <laughs> and be like, okay, pirates and dinosaurs and vampire and kiss yeah. and I can get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I'll I'll, I'll definitely be playing more of it. But yeah. uh, that that was my uh, my my pre-release for Magic. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll give it a go. Anyway, uh, we will be right back. The next segment, we are going to talk about um, this mega battle that we had over in Sterling and campaigns old and new. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Yeah. 